Welcome, welcome, welcome to the I Speak Fizbo podcast, where we pull back the curtain from the real estate industry and expose everything they don't want you to know. We share tips, tricks, myths, and truths to fight against outdated real estate traditions so you can sell your home for top dollar without having to pay a dime in commission or sacrifice your time. It's time for homeowners to take back the power and break up the monopoly. This is the I Speak Fizbo Podcast, and this is your host, Josh Knox. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Josh with the I Speak Fizbo Podcast. Welcome to the episode. Today I wanted to talk to you about what an effective pricing strategy is. And so in order to talk about this, you first, well, in order for me to talk about it, I, there's multiple pricing strategies to use, but I wanted to talk about probably the three main ones today. Uh, that are effective, and it all comes down to what your individual situation would be. So if when I was a licensed real estate agent and I met with a client who was selling a house, my first job was to determine what their time period was, what where they needed to be at with the house. Did they – and it always varied, right? Everybody's situation is different. But it was always to figure out where they needed to be. So were they just moving because they were either upgrading or downgrading their home, meaning uh, they needed more space or meaning they needed less space or wanted less of a payment or wanted a bigger yard or, or, or what have you, right? There's there's all those reasons. The other reasons were, uh, and I worked through a lot of this during the recession years, you know, I, we just can't afford to keep the house any longer. We, you know, we're, we've got to get rid of it. Um, and, and many of those situations were uh, work-related. You know, they just their work declined, or they were out of a job, or or what have you. And so that dictated what needed to happen and when it needed to happen. And it wasn't always an immediate thing. Uh, during the recession, sometimes we would work with people who just knew they couldn't keep the house, and so they would have to go into a short sale situation. Some people, some people we ran into, their house was already up for auction, and so we needed to make an immediate uh, change to what was happening in their life to get the house listed and get the get the right price on it to get buyers. And and believe it or not, even during the recession, there were plenty of buyers. It was just how good could the how good of a deal could the buyer get on the property, and so the seller wasn't always in control of the price. The bank was in control of the price because they were the ones saying, "No, we'll we'll only accept this or that." And then there were all these different kinds of strategies on how you could you get the deal done, uh, which we became very good at. But for the purposes of this call, that's just to give you an ex- or this podcast, that's just to give you an example of of what people run into. And then, of course, there's the job change. I've moved a couple of people or helped a couple of people move out of state, so they've taken a new job, and it's it's just time to sell the house and move to the new job out of state. And in some cases, that was, hey, we took a new job. We've got, you know, three months to get rid of the house. Um, in other cases, we've taken a new job, and we're moving next week. You know, we've got to take the new job, and so we're going to have to move all of our stuff next week, and we're going to have to leave the house vacant. So, 
when it comes to what the right pricing strategy is, it comes down to what your particular scenario is, your particular situation is. So there's really three main ones, right? I've, I'm, I'm moving. I, I want to upgrade or downgrade, and I've got time on my hands. I don't need to make an immediate move. Um, and so you price the house according to, you know, the maximum amount of dollar you can get out of the property. And of course you always want to get the maximum dollar out of the property. What I'm saying is, is you want to get maximum dollar for the situation that is in front of you. So if you've got time on your hands, if you can take 90 days to sell your house or even up to six months to sell your house, then you can put generally speaking, a higher price tag on it because you can see what the market will give you. You can make adjustments as you go along that don't have to be knee-jerk reactions uh, to what's happening. And so if you've got time on your hands, you know, if you don't have it, or maybe maybe another scenario in that situation is, is you're building a new house or a new place is being built or a new condo complex, whatever it is, if you've got that time on your hands, then you can go after a higher price. Now, it doesn't mean if your house is not in good condition, you can just throw the highest price tag on there and hope to sell it in that amount of time. There are other things that you have to consider, but the first one is that timing. That will help you determine uh, your overall pricing strategy, and that is probably one of the biggest things that you have to look at when it comes to your pricing strategy. The second thing that you have to consider is the condition of your home. Are you in a really great condition? Uh, are you like, you know, maybe an 8 or a 9 or eight, even close to 9 to a 10? Are you Is your home in that good a condition that you're going to outpace the competition in terms of how well you look? So if your condition is really good, then, of course, you can go to the higher end of the pricing spectrum. Now, if your home is in really great condition but you need to sell in, you know, three or four weeks because you have to buy something in the next location you're moving to or you're already under contract for the next thing and you can't afford two house payments, then you're going to have to look at your pricing strategy and probably concede a little bit on the pricing strategy. Maybe you don't go all the way to the top end of the strategy. Maybe you leave, you know, a couple thousand dollars on the table here or there to move the property in the time frame you need to move it because doing that puts you in a better financial position to not have to make two house payments uh, that if you can't afford them. And uh, it, when you do that, you're saving money on the other end uh, of the transaction because you, aren't, you don't have those holding costs, right? So that's strategy um, number two is to consider the condition of your home and where it's at. If your home is in just okay condition and you have, and you don't have time on your side, then you're going to concede on price a little bit more. And in the end, it will benefit you because you'll just get it sold faster and you'll get it out of your hair and you'll move along. You won't have to do any repairs. You know, you don't have to make a lot of concessions. You can do what's called an as-is sale and price it accordingly. So the third strategy uh, when it comes to the right pricing strategy has to do with, with the competition that's in the marketplace. So if you're in a marketplace where there are not enough homes for the number of buyers, which is considered a hot 
a warm or a hot seller's market, and it depends on that inventory, then you can price your pr property a little bit higher, even according to your timing and even according to your condition. Because when there's a lot of buyers and not enough homes, buyers will make the move and deal with whatever they've got to deal with by purchasing your house. So if there are repairs that need to be done to your house, you know, then they'll they'll concede on their end. They'll come in with the price that you want and and the terms that you want because they need to move. They need that property and there's not enough available for them to move. If you are in a more neutral market, meaning there's generally enough properties for generally enough buyers then you then you're going to look again at your timing and your condition of your home and you're going to price according to what's happening in the marketplace the competition that you're going against right so let's say you're a rambler in a neighborhood where there are ramblers in two stories and let's say your property is uh between a seven and a nine condition if you put a little effort into it you can raise it from a seven to an eight or from an eight to a nine there's not a tremendous amount of budget that's required on your part to get there then you would price according to beating the competition and the time frame you need to beat them if you are in an equal market like we're using for this example and you've got time on your hands then you can put a higher price tag on your property and wait for some of those other properties to go under contract and get sold because then you become the only one available. But if you've got a constant flow of properties that are moving along in your marketplace, right, which is generally a half a mile to a mile uh, radius of where you're at, then you've got to take into consideration, you know, what the other properties look like, uh, where they're priced at, right? And you're, you're thinking all along the terms of, okay, I want to get top dollar, but I don't want to take six months. I'd like to get it down in three months or less. And my condition is a seven or an eight, uh, maybe close to a nine if I make a few changes. But everybody else is, you know, like a seven. Um, and they're not quite as sparkling as yours could be, right? And they're not willing to make the change. Then you can price a little bit higher because you have a more of a premium product. So, again, the, the three things that you're really looking at are... Your initially your timing, where are you at with timing? Is it a, a deal where you can wait around and you've got time on your hands? Or is it a deal where you've got to get it sold now because you don't want to take on another uh, another mortgage because you're already under contract with another property? Or, um, you know, are you building something and you've got your, your time on your hands? Or are you, maybe you're moving. So you've got to take into consideration that timing. Generally speaking, if you need to have that property under contract at 30 days or less and you're not in a marketplace where the properties look really great and your property doesn't look really great, then you've got to be a little bit more aggressive on your price, meaning you've got to come down off of it a little bit. So as an example, if you could normally sell it for, let's say, two ninety nine nine, right, 300000 maybe you put it in the 275 bracket, and the reason you would do that is because properties get searched for in $25,000 brackets. And so that $25,000 difference is huge in the beginning, but if you get enough buyers that are in that bracket to bid it up, those that could go all the way to 300, but have chosen to look from 275 to 300 to see if they can find 
a better deal. Now you've created competition for your property and you can get at least two bidders on it. So you have to think about that as well. So again, pricing strategy, you're thinking about your timing, you're thinking about the condition of your home, and then you're thinking about the competition in the marketplace. And you're just kind of doing some calculations there and you're saying, well, in the scenario I was just giving you, if I could sell for 300, but I really have to get it sold in 30 days or less because I'm moving out of state to take a new job, then maybe you bring it down to 275, 285, based upon how people search for homes and based upon your needs to get that home sold. And sometimes people will go, well, that's not really fair, but we're telling you based upon your needs and what has to happen, this is what you can expect to happen to get your price, your home sold for that price. So that's where your pricing strategy makes, you have to do the most amount of calculation in terms of where you want to be at. If your timing is good, and you don't have to move out, and you can get 300000 for your house, then put it up at two ninety nine nine, And let the market give you feedback on what's happening. Hold some open houses, do some showings, and see what everybody's telling you, because the feedback will ultimately tell you where you're at. If you price it at 300 and you've got time on your side, and you're getting phone calls, and you're getting showings, and people are showing up to open houses, then you're probably, generally speaking, in the right price range for the condition and the timing. If you don't get any offers, then you need to look at the feedback and see what people are after. Do they want a more updated kitchen? Do they want better flooring? Right? Do they want better terms? Something like that. And then you can make a price adjustment from there or go back to the people that have looked at the house because you would have been keeping track of that information. And you call them back and you get some more feedback from, hey, if we made this change, would you be interested in making an offer? That's a way to get them to come in at price, and then you can see a little bit on some of the things that they want. So, again, strategy is according to your timing, according to your condition, and according to the market, what the market is is doing. Is it a hot seller's market? Or is, it, is it a neutral market, or is it a buyer's market? And when you understand those pieces, and it's not that difficult to understand, just pay attention to what's going on in the market. You already know what your timing is. I've got to move. Uh, I've already purchased something new. I don't want two payments, or I've got to move because I'm working, or I, I want to move because, you know, we just want more space, or we want to downsize because, you know, our family's gotten smaller, or for whatever reason, right? When you think through that logically, then you'll understand which of those three brackets you're going to price your property in, whether you're going to be really aggressive to try and get the top price because you've got time on your hands and you're in a good condition uh, in terms of your home and you've got, you know, a decent marketplace to work with, or, you know, I've got to move. It's a buyer's market. I just need to get out of this so I don't have to deal with it any further. That kind of stuff happens all the time. And when you're selling on your own and you understand those principles, you're still going to get the best dollar back in your pocket because you're saving all of the costs in commission. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, it's exactly how I would approach a situation if I was representing somebody in a home sale transaction. I'd find out their timing. I would do an assessment on the house and figure out what condition it was in. I would understand, you know, what what the market was doing, and then if that seller had a budget to work with to make a few upgrades that made sense for the marketplace, because right? you don't want to over-improve a property and then not recoup that money, 
Um, but I, that's exactly how I would assess it and make sure that that uh, then I would price the property accordingly. And if you listen to some of the other podcasts, you can you'll understand about how we would then come to a specific price point according to the marketplace. So, I, as always, I hope that's helpful for you, and I hope to see you on the next podcast.